The following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome to yet another session here at the Kickpod Dojo. I'm your host slash sensei, TJ Williams, giving you the insider of my martial arts journey, discussing and analyzing certain martial arts-based subjects and highlighting world-renowned martial artists from around the world, past, present, and future. All right. First off, I'd like to thank my last week guest, my guest last week, Damian Salcida, for his interview um, on his um, with his involvement with um, Kickstart and as well as martial arts, you know, hopefully I get him back like in other pre- or next couple episodes and future episodes. All right, so really I had a good talk with him, and you know, unfortunately I won't be able to see him in um, Vegas this July. So definitely keep your eyes on for other guests that um, I might talk to when I go to Vegas, and when I go to Vegas, we're, I'm going to the. International Train Conference, that which is um, our organization does, where we train in seminars, you know, getting better in our martial arts technique as well as teaching, and as well as um competing. All right, and also um if you're familiar, are you familiar with a um certain individual named Darman, you know D H A R M A N N, so Darman. He does sort of his um life lesson um videos like he shows you life lesson situations where you know a certain um well one in particular you got um either a gold digger you know not pleased of how their man is or how their um partner is like giving them stuff when you, they know they want better and um you know and you know you got the other partner like trying to please them and you know they don't have the money to to do that, and yet um you got the gold digger. Well, I shouldn't use the gold digger. You know that sounds derogatory, but you know that's how they put it. And you know you got that person that wants you for your money, not for who you are. And then you they end up bailing on you. And then of course the story ends that um you end up getting the person that ends up buying you things. That you want and some dumping you anyway and finding somebody new and then the next you know you <clears throat> you're left all alone and with nobody to um turn to and then the next you know you run into the same guy the same guy that you dumped because he couldn't please you he couldn't get to buy you things you need and then you see he's successful and yet um you um decide that you want to get back with him and but you find out it's too late as um another lady comes into a pitch comes into the picture and find you find out that not only that they're together they're engaged to be married and you know it's that's just the thing you know some some people in this world I feel sorry for you know the people just think that they they can just talk down to you when you don't have you don't have the things that you that they have or the, the things that they want that you can't please them you know you know honestly that's the only thing i can do i can feel sorry for them but you know 
and you know there's other videos too that i've seen where you know a guy is dumped the same way he wins the lotto and then of course the woman decides to come back and think that he she can get back to his life but ends up getting a short end of the stick and gets a dose of reality but yet in the end he ends up trying to help her out whatsoever you know that's the thing about me you know people that do me wrong you know i like to you know like to rub it in their face that i'm successful and you know see that their life is downhill but at the same time i would like to probably help them out and say you know you want to get your life back together this is what you need to do i mean one thing you need to do is stop being the person that you were, were before you know and be somebody different be somebody that wants to work hard for their success and i expect people to like do be successful for you you know that's the that's the worst thing about working for people you know you always got that one person that uses their power to abuse their authority you know i've been down that road a lot of times where i had to deal with managers and um and then you and you wonder why did I, people leave their job because you know you've got managers that's so demanding and so pushy you know they decided not to get their hands dirty too and that's that's one thing that I really don't like. All right, so just getting that out there. Of course, yeah. Make sure you can subscribe to um, Darman. He's so he's on he's on Facebook. He's on um, Instagram, and of course, he has a YouTube channel. You can just subscribe to that and look at all the videos that he posts there. And you, I'm sorry, you're gonna get hooked to it because I'm already hooked. You know, I want every time I see a new video, I want I that my curiosity kind of kicks in and I want to look at the videos. Okay, enough of that. Um, so I want to get to this um episode. I'm gonna do something different with this episode, of course. Um, of course, everybody's familiar with the versus battle. All right, so it's been pretty much been on um Instagram as of lately. You know, you have all these different singers, um different singers or artists invited to versus you know either you have like like brandy versus um swimming i think you had brandy on there and then you had um of course you had patty labelle versus last night um you have recently like weeks before you had um um, not, um, yeah, you had um, Earth, Wind, and Fire versus the Isley Brothers, and you had, of course, Red Man and Method Man going at it. And I think that the next battle I think is coming up is um, SWV versus Escape. Uh, that's that's definitely something to look at, you know. Really, these versus battles. So with this versus battle, I'm gonna do something as um, I'm gonna put like two Van Damme movies together against each other. I mean, I'm not looking to see who's going to win, but no, hands down, when it comes to this versus battle, no, well, definitely, well, I got to tell you what the battle is, you know, I'm going to put two Van Damme movies together, um, Bloodsport versus The Quest, no, the reason why I picked those two, because um, they have similar storylines, and yeah, and you think about right now all right and then of course the quest i don't know how many people are familiar with that but if you watched it 
then you will see that there's almost a similarity to the to Bloodsport. All right, so like I said, I'm not gonna pick a winner to to this, but if it was an actual battle, Bloodsport hands down would win because you know that's the that's the one movie people pretty much talk about. All right, so okay, so I'm gonna kind of um like kind of introduce these two movies, kind of. Of course, you know, I want to talk about the accolades of the movies, like the differences, the similarities, kind of give you like the storyline. Of course, um, I got to say the cast members were picked very well in this movie. Of course, you had Van Damme, of course, being a star, Donald Gibbs. Well, I'm talking about Bloodsport. Um, you got Leah Ari, Aries, and you got Norman Burt, Burdened, and I uh, got Forrest Whittaker. I mean, like, a lot of movies. And you got Bolo Young, you yeah he's been in a lot of Van Damme movies and a lot of movies yet. And you got uh, Michael Cassie, yeah he's been in, in a lot of Van Damme movies too. I mean if you think of um, think of Kickboxer and um, Lionheart and of course Bloodsport, yeah. So that's the cast member and yet in the Quest, <clears throat> you have a pretty much decent um, cast members. And you got, of course, Van Damme starting a movie. Uh, <clears throat> the late Roger Moore. And you know him as James Bond. Uh, James Vermeer. Yeah, he's been in a lot of movies. Um, 48 Hours. Uh, yeah, I've seen him in The the Phantom. Um, of course, Mortal Kombat Annihilation. I mean, they they do, did him wrong in there. You know, you know James Remy's like, Vermeer is like the ultimate bad guy. And of course, you got Janet Gunn, and of course, um, here's a plus in this movie: you got the brother of Michael Kassir, and you got Abdel Adele Kassir, who was in that movie, and then of course you got Jack um, McGee. Uh, yes, um, so that's like the cast members of this movie, of both movies. All right, so let me start with the storyline. I mean, when you think about this, um, I like the story behind both of these movies. You know, they seem to have that same storyline when when you think about it, when you actually watch it. But, you know, the only difference with these two, of course, you got Bloodsport is mostly it's, it's based on the life of Frank Deuce, Frank Dukes. But in most cases, um, well, in most some cases, um, it's so-called the, the alleged um, story. So that's that, and then of course you got the quest, where which is, is set in 1925. So it's set back in the future. It's set back to in the past. Well, it's probably pretty much around the Great Depression, and almost close to like probably the end of World War One. And and yet, um, I'd like to kind of call the quest almost like the like the pre-story to Bloodsport when you think about that because you know you have and you got like Van Damme's character in there it's like almost like the grandfather of Frank Dukes but you know that's not 
Well, it's not determined. That's my opinion. Because it's kind of like the same storyline. Alright, so really the story with this. Of course, uh, let's let's go like the adventure. So you got like the adventure before the adventure. I mean, you think of Bloodsport. You know, you have it starting off with, um, you got the fighters getting ready for the Kumite. And um, yet you have Frank Dukes, who is, um, of course, a, a captain of the United States um, Army. And then, of course, he gets confronted and is, um, yeah, gets confronted about his um, recent trip to um, Hong Kong. Of course, they found out about it. And of course, um, yet yeah, he was not allowed to leave. And yet, he goes AWOL. And yet, and with that going AWOL, he, um, of course, he, that, you know, AWOL, he's, that's a criminal defense in the armed forces. So if you, leave without permission you know likely you'll get put in jail all right so so here he is van damme um frank dukes risking it all to get like put in jail for going awol just to compete in this um tournament known as the kumite in hong kong so the adventure before the adventure you know how he gets trained to be prepared for this you know he go visits his um his master, his Sadoshi, um, before he leaves. And then, of course, he looks at a, a sword, of, co of course, and on a mantle, and he gets sort of a flashback. And it takes you back where he was a little kid or a teen. And, of course, his f friends who were on the bad side decide to go into his master's house and steal a sword. But yet Frank, being genuine, genuine, very juvient and um or juvial that's what i kind of mean and he kind of puts it back on a mental and then in that in that case he gets caught by the the home security um Shinzo, um son that he was training and in this case um don't still to make a deal and of course um if you promise to train with me then we won't have a problem um, started training, training him, and you know, yeah. That, let's face it. Um, he ends up being the partner of Shinzo, and he's like he, and he just went from there. It's like I came here to train my son, or help you coach my son, or help you train my son. So definitely, it gets to the point where, um, where Shinzo's son um, ends up getting beat up at school, and then you know you got Frank Dukes coming to the rescue. And saving them from getting beat up. Right, so, and then of course it goes forward, and then of course um, Shenzo's son gets killed or he dies. I think he either dies in the kumite or dies in the accident. So definitely, it's determined that how he dies. So then of course Van Dam offers himself to be his son, even though he is not Japanese. He's not Tanaka. And then, you, of course, um, you saw him getting trained, getting beat up, and, you know, getting prepared. And yet, um, here he is, like, really taking a lot of punishment in the, in the beginning. But he, at least he's learning how to really channel his energy where he can see and feel nothing except 
his own energy. And of course, it goes back to goes back to the present time where he talks to his um Sudoshi who is ill <clears throat> and yet um he um of course he wants to honor him in the Kumite. Alright, so that's at least the adventure going into the adventure, you know, they can go to the Kumite yet. So yeah, he's visiting his old <clears throat> master and yet avoiding um the US Army at the same time. Alright, so now it goes on to the quest. The adventure before the adventure, you know, you got of course Christopher Dubois in present time around that time. Of course this movie was made in nineteen ninety six, so yeah, before the the story started, you know, it starts in nineteen ninety six and then it goes into this bar scene where, you know, Christopher Dubois is uh now of course it's an old it's an elderly man. Of course he walks in the bar, gets a coffee, and then he go he gets and then the coffee and then the um bartender gets robbed by these um No, he gets robbed by um these some um, thugs. Well almost get robbed and then of course Chris, Christopher Dubois um runs them off. Of course he takes them down. Well he takes two of them down, then next you know the third one just bails. All right, and then of course uh, Christopher DeWall tells the bartender a story of how he learned what he did, and yeah, it takes you to like back to New York of in 1925. Like I said, it's like either before the depression and after World War One, and you know you got Christopher DeWall as a, of course, a street performer and yet a a pickpocket. So basically, he was an orphan living out in the streets and yet um he uh, and at the same time he's taking care of young orphans uh, in the street sorry all right so and of course in this case um he's um he's at least trying to survive and then of course it gets to the point where he gets in a, t a tangle with um local gangsters or local mobsters that um he um where the kids stole his money and then of course they flee and yet in this case um the mobsters find the little kids and finds Dubois and in the and in this in the process or in the situation um when the kids get shot and of course um Christopher Dubois ends up having the flee and becomes a stowaway on a boat and in this case, um, from there, he goes on a little adventure of being, um, a, being a slave or being a um, worker for the local pirates that he um, that um, he um, stole away on a ship. And it gets to the point where um, they find him no longer useful. And then, of course, let's see who saves the day. Lord Dobbs being played by um, Roger Moore. Of course, he saves um, save Van Dam, and yet he promises him a trip back to America, going on a ship. But yet, instead, instead of him going back on a ship, he gets put in Muay Thai Island for six months. And I guess that that's um, that was just the deal. And yet, you got Lord Dobbs returning to around um. 
the like um, not Bangkok, yeah, returning to Thailand, going to Bangkok, and he finds out that Chris Christopher Dubois is a skilled fighter, and yet just when he thought he was going to escape, Christopher Dubois caught him and caught him caught him in sight, and said, "You owe me, you owe me, man." You know, you left me here in the island for six months and you promised me a ship back to America. And yet you end up putting me in this situation. But now it's payback time. So definitely you got Lord Dobbs got to pay back his debt or he might end up getting. You know, you. Frank Dukes getting ready for the Kumite and heads to avoid the law. And you got Christopher Dubois trying to avoid the local gangster. You got local gangsters just to get some local gangsters just to get just to survive, just to at least get away and at least help these kids. All right, so definitely you got. Two two separate goals. Alright, you got Bloodsport, you got Frank Dukes going into going to the Kumite to honor um Tanaka's um Shidoshi Tanaka. And then you got the the quest, you got um Christopher Dubois trying to help out the little kids, the little orphans, try to get them off the streets. All right, so let's say the tr like kind of like the um, like the f oh really? Let's get to like the part where fighters are invited. You know, things are kind of different from now to for years ago. You know, nowadays, you know, you film yourself doing like you're competing, and then from there you get like invited to like tournaments. You know, that's how it is nowadays. You know, you got like. Show them your train. You know you can't just go on telling them that you've been training for years and then you want to get in this tournament. You know when you get like big tournaments, you know usually some tournaments are by like invite. You no know, one thing I can think about that's like where you can get invited to the tournaments is the super grands. I mean the super grands is like the one of the biggest tournaments, like in my area or probably around the world. It's like you get invited to compete in this tournament. And, you know, it's roughly expensive, you know, if you're traveling from from around the world. All right. Just to do this tournament. All right. So, but, you know, in this, in the, but with the difference with both movies, you got <clears throat> Bloodsport, you know, set in 1988. You know, actually, according to the actual story, it was set in 1980. I mean... I don't know how fighters got invited. Either they were, either they they sent their application, or you know, they were like looked at. Of course, Chung Lee is the defending champion, so of course he was going to be asked to, to come back and defend his title. Ah, uh, 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 And of course, you have um, the quest set back in. 1925 you know before movies for movie theaters before movie sounds were like before movie sounds were like you really probably back then you had scouts like you had people watching you compete 
and you know in the quest you have um all these before they are sent to um the Gaigen, which is yeah that's the tournament almost similar to the kumite before they are sent there i guess um they sent um different messengers to like like different fighters from around the world saying that you invited yeah so that's pretty much how they got invited so just a just a life lesson you know i don't know how they were were seen by you know like i said they either sent scouts or they have movie theaters but i pretty much doubt they had movie theaters in um in bangkok or in the lost in the lost city so really they had to find out about the fighters one way or the, or the other all right so i want to talk about the martial arts styles that you see in both movies you know likely you'll see like the same styles used by different fighters yet in, in blood sport you know some fighters like definitely display their fighting styles you know you have um so you have of course come like come chinese kung fu in there mostly and of course you just have like certain japanese uh like or sort of japanese styles korean styles you know there wasn't no real styles display in the in the movie's blood sport but yet in um in the quest i mean you you kind of see those um styles you know and you got um well definitely in blood sport you the fighters you got the names of the fighters but but also in the but in the quest you got the names and the from the of the fighters as well as where they who they represents so yeah when they're in the tournament of course they you either got called by name or called by your country what you represents yeah and you know and speak and speaking of being represented you know you know you got blood sport you get you got two people representing america or the country or yet in the quest you only got one person all right so that's pretty much how it is all right so that's the styles of um the martial arts you'll see in blood sport and the quest you know of course yeah you'll see capoeira you see chinese um kung fu of course um yeah, of course, you see Bui Thai. Uh, you see all these other styles. All right. Let's get to the the main protagonist and versus the main antagonist. Of course, Bloodsport, you have Frank Dukes and Chung Lee. You know, you got those two checking each other out. And yeah, you got Chung Lee, the, like a, the current champ, you no, know, and a current record holder you know displaying his power you know you got the first round you know you frank Duke sees him sees how he fight and of course yet you got dukes up and yet he has an opportunity to show what the world he can do to be the best he can be and yet um in his first in his first fight in the kumite he broke the road he broke the world record of the fastest ko yeah and then uh, yet you got that gets some um, Chun Li's attention. I mean, and yet that's definitely when well, definitely you get somebody's attention. That's your competition, <laughs> and you look out and you look at the competition throughout the whole fight. All right. So, and yet of course you got Christopher Dubois, who ends up getting um, Khan's attention, and yet, and vice versa. 
and you, you know you got um well you definitely got um Christopher Dubois becoming a real skilled fighter and of course yet Christopher Dubois ends up taking taking over um James Remy's um character uh Maxi Divine yeah, of course, Maxi Divine originally got the invitation to the guy again. And, um, of course, from there, you know, Christopher Dubois kind of wanted to get that um, forge, like to get invited. All right, so definitely, even though he thought he wasn't going to win. Right? So from there, so from there, you got um, Christopher Christopher Dubois getting through his first fight and yet gets Khan's attention. And Khan definitely gets um, Dubois' attention by killing um, Fang, who he was actually trained with Dubois in Muay Thai Island. And then yet, he's definitely scraped his blood on the Mongolian's um, fight, Mongolian fighter's um, chest. Say, you're marked. I got your number. So that's how pretty much the fight is with um that's pretty much how the main antagonist and the protagonist go at it. So going back to Bloodsport, so you have all these things happening, you got the Van Dam breaking um break breaking um Chun Li's record. And yet Chun Li gets back at Dukes by taking out um Don Donald Gibbs um character Ray Jackson. And yeah, that kid pretty much drove drove him nuts. So you, of course you got Van Damme and Ray Jackson representing the United States, and yet you know they became very close to each other after a couple few days. I mean, yet of course um, you got um, of course they they get each other's attention, and you know it gets to the final fight. And yeah, just to explain that final fight. You know, you got Frank Dukes and um, Chun Li, the final fight. You know, they get in their outfits. And then you got Chun Li definitely getting the best of um, Van Dam, And Van Dam getting the best of Chun Li. You know, they go back and forth. And then it gets to the point where you got um, Van Dam getting his shine and taking, like, Chun Li out. <clears throat> and then, of course, the heat begins where. Chun-Li resorts to cheating and throws powder in Van Damme's eyes. And, you know, Van Damme loses his sight, can't see nothing. And, of course, he, um, he's, of course, he's blind and he can't see. And then, of course, it gets to the point where Van Damme kind of loses himself. And then he thinks, thinks about the training that Shinzo taught him. And, you know, when you go back to, um, the beginning of the movie, there was a scene where he had him blindfolded and had him pouring coffee. And yet, in this case, when Van Damme was seated and Shenzo was about to give him a chop, he blocks it. So definitely that's what Van Damme was, was resorting to when he was blinded. And then yet, he gets the best, he gets the best over um, Chun-Li and beats him. And yet, yet them, and has him shout Mate. Alright, so that that definitely was the most memorable fight that um I ever seen. And that's pretty much that's why Bloodsport's my favorite movie, because you got <clears throat> you got um Van Damme doing his best performance. You know, 
and of course his favorite move is that helicopter kick or or basically it's a jump spinning out crescent or a jump spinning hook kick of course due to his flexibility <clears throat> yeah definitely uh, of course going on to the quest pretty much the same scenario <clears throat> you know you got Van Damme taking all the heat <clears throat> in the fight against Khan <clears throat> and then uh, of course it gets to the point where Van Damme you know, definitely, I guess Van Damme fights better when he's really angry, or really when he's pissed. And uh, yet, he gets he got some um, his fight over um, Khan. You know, he beats him, beats him easily. And, you know, when he gets angry, and yet he wins the um, yeah, he wins the Gaigen competition. And oh yeah, just forgot to forgot to mention about the um, the Gaigen um competition you know the winner gets a, a golden dragon oh yeah a dragon made of solid gold all right and then of course um of course lord dobbs had the had the nerve to steal the dragon and yet he um was caught and sentenced to death but yet chris being genuous genuous then um definitely um well, must say he gave up the dragon, gave up the opportunity to win the dragon to pay for their freedom. So really, so pretty much that's what that's what um pretty much that's what he pretty much was doing with for well definitely he showed generosity. You know he rather win the fight and win the freedom of Dobbs than just let them die. You know, just a life lesson to Dobbs that um you know. You can always think of um, think of money all the time. You know, you have to really be genuine, be be generous to other people. You know, this is going back to the Darman, um, the you know the Darman um, videos I was talking about. You know, you're a gold digger, you're a gold seeker, and you end up um, like really want to get like get well get the things that you want at the expense of others so that that's really that's what happens with Dobbs you know he got what he wanted at the expense at um Chris's expense but yet he paid for it in the end and learned a life lesson about it okay so definitely that's the fight of um the quest but also f forgot to mention the female the female figure or should I say the female reporter yeah, you got um, you got um, yeah, Jen, Jen, yeah, you got Denise Keats, who was played by Leah Aries in Bloodsport, and you got um, Carrie New Newton, played by uh, Janet Gunn. Of course, you got those two. You always gotta, there's always gotta be that one person that wants to get the story. And yet in Bloodsport, you know, you had um. Janine had a hard time getting into Kumite, and oh, you know, you know, he she's trying to get the get the story to it, and of course, yet um, Van Dam try to get her in, but yet um, she goes undercover anyway, and uh, gets the story of um, the um, Kumite, and yet um, in this case, you got um, Van Dam romancing the woman, and she and he gets um, and she gets like really grossed out. After people were getting like beat up real 
like getting their bones broken or getting their brains beaten out and it kind of freaks her out and yet and yet this is where she forgets that she's a reporter and doesn't want Van Damme to get hurt anymore after um, Ray Jackson got beat down by Chung Lee by t like Chung Chung Lee yeah I said Chung Lee Chong Lee yeah that's it and then of course it gets to the point where the U.S. Army or should I say the Army kind of finds out where Dukes is and then and you had to take him back but yet that didn't happen but yet that was a that was a total failure where they were supposed to um, give him, tase him down, but end up tasing the, um, the um, security down. So really that's, so really that's the inside story with that, um, with the lady reporter, but you know, definitely he ends up winning the Kumite anyway. So that's pretty much, that's what you got to do. Yeah. You can't for, you can't just stop doing what you are came to do just by somebody telling you not to i mean that's the thing and of course you got karen new newton or carrie newton in the movie um the um, the quest i mean yeah she was so interested in this so so interested in this um fighting style as well as um as well as janine and um and janice and um, um blood sport so yes she was trying to get the inside story, but yet in this movie you got Van Damme not interested in um Carrie Newton as he was in um Bloodsport with um Janice. You know, usually that's the change with Van Damme with um Bloodsport and the quest. You know, Van Damme wasn't even interesting interested in um Karen Newton Newton. This is probably around the time where he was like um like you know, you got um Van Damme kind of going with this um double impact persona where he was playing his twin brother um of course alex you know if you've seen that movie then you'll know what i'm talking about of course you got van damme kind of split in half you know he's um he's of course he's that um like that new person like you know you know he's not worried about romance he's worried about himself so that's the things you'll see in um in the movie um the quest you'll see a different side of van damme all right so of course uh definitely this is a great versus battle i mean really you have blood sport and the quest but like i said if this was an actual contest i say blood sport is for the win you know this is the one movie that you know you grow up with and you always quote everything for the movie but the quest kind of was like laid on later on you know, now I don't know a lot of if a lot of people that actually watched the quest, but definitely Bloodsport is the movie. And yet, um, you know, so far I got to meet Donald Gibbs from Donald Gibb from Bloodsport. You know, I probably would like to meet Van Dam. You know, that's really what I like to see. All right, so this concludes the um, versus battle. So, of course, if you're familiar with the, if you actually see the quest, then you'll know the difference and the similarities in this movie. And then, of course, um, I'm yet to do more versus battles like this, but um, probably I probably like to do it with a guest. Like, like I get a guest to pick a movie, I pick a movie, and you got kind of compare the movie. 
and, you know, definitely kind of flip a coin and see who wins. But um, yet, I definitely, like I said, I like to get more guests on this show. You know, I've been like really DMing people and trying to get them on here and at least try to highlight them and get their names out there. I don't know if they want their names out there, but, you know, really try to get them out there. And probably someday, sometime, you know, I like to get a big name as a guest in my show. So if you know any big names out there, are you familiar with that? Big names. I like to at least talk to them and at least get their background of martial arts and get their feelings. At least get their story of what their martial arts style is or what, what their martial arts journey is. That's what I mean. All right. So. Okay, this concludes the session here at the Kickpot Dojo. Um, make sure you tune in to my previous episodes on the BICBPRadio.com, uh, also Apple Podcasts, and also Spotify. And I will see you next time for another session here at the Kickpot Dojo. This is your host, TJ Williams, Power you out, and I'll see you next time. <laughs>